0: Let's stand today, please, uh, for a reading in the Holy Gospel. Our Gospel reading today is from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. Let's pray. God, our gracious Father, we pray with Samuel of old. Speak, O Lord, for your servant listens. We pray with the psalmist of old. Search us and know us, O Lord. Try us and know our hearts and see if there be any wicked way in us and lead us in the way everlasting. Lord, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your law. And now, Lord, may the words of my mouth And may the meditation of all of our hearts in this place, God, by your grace, may they be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our only redeemer. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, today we're entering into this season of epiphany. and, and, And it is a lovely word. I love to say epiphany. If I had another child, I might name it epiphany, depending on what gender it was. It rolls off the lips very nicely, doesn't it? Epiphany. But it's easy to use the word without thinking much about what it means. It's a compound word in the Greek. We have two, we have a prefix and then the, the, the main verb, epi and phino. Epi is the Greek word, the preposition for upon, and phino is to shine. And so epiphaino, epiphany, means to shine upon. It means to give light to, or more fittingly for, epiphany today, it means in the Greek to make one's presence known. Epiphany is about God making his presence known through his Son, and in particular, epiphany is about God making his presence known to the Gentiles. The nations, in our passage today, they are coming to Jesus. And the story of the wise men, really, it's the fulfillment of what we read in Isaiah 56. We read in that chapter, And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to Him, to love the name of the Lord and to be His servants, these I will bring to my holy mountain, and I will make them joyful In my house of prayer, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. It was always God's particular intent for the kingdom of God to be a kingdom for all peoples. And we have pictures of this across the Old Testament. God's desire for people outside of the domains of Israel to be his, just like Naaman the Syrian, Naaman, who was so reluctant to be baptized in the Jordan for his healing, such a lovely metaphor for what the Lord does for us, curing us beneath the waters. Naaman is cured. And when he finally recognizes that Yahweh is the Lord, he says, I can't go back to Syria unless I bring with me two mules worth of soil from Israel to that place so that when I worship, it will be Yahweh that I worship. See, God was sending his kingdom out. The kingdom of God was going out in those images of soil beyond the borders of Israel. God was expanding a great multitude that no one could number. From every nation, from all tribes and languages and peoples, standing before the the throne and standing before the Lamb. Brothers and sisters, a sea of people, impossible to count, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That is the vision of the gospel. That is the hope. That is God's purpose. He is gathering all peoples to himself, people who didn't seek him people who didn't want him, people who didn't know him. God is shining into the nations. He's going into the highways and into the byways, and God is going into the most unlikely places, and he is revealing his light to people. And so what is especially most, to me at least, interesting about our passage today is that the light of the gospel The news of a new king begins to shine in a most unlikely place, far away from Bethlehem, far away from this land of Israel. The light begins first to shine in the far east. These wise men, Matthew in the Greek calls them Magoi. They are Persian astrologers, likely from the area of Babylon. I think about that for a moment. Babylon the Great, Babylon the Great Harlot, a dwelling place for demons, we read in Revelation 18, a haunt for every unclean spirit. The light comes first to these stargazers, and much more than that, these are practitioners of divination. This is a priestly caste who search for celestial omens, These are spiritual leaders who are reading the stars for signs from the gods. And it doesn't take a lot of reading in the Bible to learn that God doesn't approve of these kinds of things. Interpreting omens, divination, astrology. In fact, if you read Isaiah 47, God, he speaks directly to the Babylonians about these very things. He talks about their many sorceries. He talks about their great powers of enchantment. And God says to Babylon, he says, you feel so secure in the wickedness of these things, but your wisdom and your knowledge and your astrology have led you astray because an evil is about to come upon you, Babylon, which you will not be able to charm away. And God says to Babylon, let these stargazers stand forth and save you. Let those who divide the heavens and who gaze at the stars, let them now come and save you from my wrath. And now of all places, at the beginning of the gospel, God sends his gospel light into Babylon. And of all people, God sends his message to those who divide the heavens and those who gaze at the stars. I think the passage today is one of the most stupendous demonstrations of God's sheer mercy. We get caught up, don't we? So very easily trying to figure out the mechanics of the star. What is it we say? How did it work? Was it a comet? Was it a planetary conjunction where Saturn and Jupiter aligning somehow? I mean, I think it was none of these things. The star we read, it was over the house. Stars don't lead people to over a building. But there we have it. It points out a house, and the whole thing here is decidedly supernatural. But the real point of the story here is the point that's so easily missed. It's that God makes his light to shine, to rise upon a people who do not deserve him who have no claim to Him, who are far, far from the Father's house, and who were not seeking Him at all. They were seeking their own things. They were about their own business. They were satisfied in their own wisdom and in their own knowledge and in their own prowess. And God mercifully, sovereignly, unilaterally breaks through the darkness and makes a star to rise in their midst. (laughs) Listen to what the Lord says in Isaiah 65. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here am I, here am I, to a nation that was not called by my name. Brothers and sisters, epiphany means that God mercifully shines his light upon those who were not seeking him at all. And He mercifully draws the world to the life-giving presence of His Son. And if you're like me today, any what so, you can think of a number of people, any number of people, who are content in their own knowledge and satisfied in their own wisdom and looking for God in all the wrong places or not looking for God at all. And it's so very easy to collapse and to think it's just impossible. They'll never come to Jesus. But God makes his star to rise in the darkness of Babylon. A haunt for every unclean spirit. That's where God calls his people. The most unlikely ones, that's where God makes his star to rise, in the most unlikely of places. We saw his star, they say, when it rose, and we have come to worship him. What a lovely, encouraging, stirring thought this is, that the infinitely strong, compelling, irresistible light of God rises in the dark and the unexpected places of this world. Bringing people to His Son Jesus. This is God's work. This was God's star. We can offer ourselves in prayer. We can offer ourselves in the work of evangelism and gospel proclamation. But this is God's sovereign, mighty, and merciful work to lift up His star and to draw people to Jesus. My Father, Jesus says, He is greater than all. And He gives them to me and none shall snatch them out of his hand. And the one who is greater than all, the one who is stronger than all, the one who is brighter than all, performs his most gracious gospel work in the places we would least expect. He draws a vicious slave trader, one by the name of John Newton, and he makes him to be one of the most fruitful and charitable and gospel-fluent preachers of the last 300 years. He lifts his star up upon a young North African, a man hopelessly bound in lust and in selfishness, a man by the name of Augustine, and he makes him to be arguably the most important theologian of the Western Church. He draws an angry young man named Saul, A man bent on destroying any devotion to Jesus whatsoever. He makes his star to rise on this man until he can say for me, to live is Christ. And so brothers and sisters, this Epiphany Sunday, I would like you to pray with me an epiphany prayer. I'd like you to close with me today with a prayer for God's gospel light to rise in the most unexpected places. I want you now to conjure up in your mind an image of that person who for you seems the most unlikely to come to Jesus, the furthest away, the most steeped in darkness. That person who dwells in Babylon in the haunt of demons, who has no interest in worshipping Jesus, no capacity for worshipping Jesus, no intent To worship Jesus. And I'd like you to pray with me today very simply that God would shine upon these people, that he would make his gospel star to rise upon them, and that he'd lead them to his son Jesus until they say, this is the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. And so with that person in your mind, would you pray with me? O God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in your mercy, make the star of your gospel rise upon these people that we now bring before you. Where there is darkness, bring light. Where there is ignorance, bring wisdom and knowledge. Where there is rebellion, bring surrender and peace. Where there is death, bring life. We thank you today, O God, that you are the God of epiphany. Shine upon us, O Lord, and shine upon these people that we bring to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.